0: Thanks for tuning in to Andrea in the Morning. This is Andrea Raquel, the social entrepreneur and sugar-free coach. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in and following. I hope you've liked our page on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash sugar-free coach, as well as on Twitter. You can catch me on Twitter at sugar-free coach. I will follow back and reciprocate. I always, do. I always do. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Living Sugar Free Lifestyle Show, Andrea in the Morning. We are into season three, wow, and this season is all about creators, for, by, and about creators. We're interviewing writers, uh, we're interviewing filmmakers, illustrators, and more, and our very first guest is Brian Cutter. He's an actor, he is a filmmaker, and he's a veteran of the U.S. uh, Navy, but shh doesn't like to talk about this but Brian was also a nuclear physicist so we dug in on the last episode with him and what he might know about Area 51 and he said don't go on that raid y'all but we have even more to hear from Brian today I'm very excited to share more of his interview with you um I asked Brian about um you know just to share his thoughts about um you know, integrity and business and corporate responsibility and just some of the things that are going on in this world. You know, after the break, we're going to get more into that. But if you have not already gone and checked out the previous episodes, please do that. Please listen to his first interview. As you know, all of our episodes build one on the other and you want to go back and listen to all of them if you can. Um, and if you haven't already, uh, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter, Instagram, wherever you are, be sure to share this, um, show with someone that you think might enjoy it or need it. And if you haven't picked up your copy of Aspie Secrets Living Sugar-Free Reveal, you can do that on Amazon. Of course, all these links are on my website, sugarfreecoaching.com. I appreciate you all so much for listening. If you're a living sugar-free sweetheart, a special thank you and shout out to you for all your support. If you're not, then definitely go to our Facebook page. That's facebook.com forward slash sugarfreecoach and find out what that's all about. You can join our program, private group uh, where we share additional tips and information also allow you to share some things. So we're gonna get more into this awesome interview that I had with Brian Cutter and um, let you hear a little bit more about his why, why he does what he does, some awesome projects that he's going to be launching. And I won't give it a, give it away, but you're gonna hear more about that. And then also too, on our lifestyle episode, we're gonna hear him talk about being on the spectrum and work life balance. I'm so excited to bring back for you Brian Cutter. Thank y'all so much. We'll be back after the break.
1: I'm sorry. If you are a politician or a celebrity and you have that blue check mark, nope, you, you don't yeah. get held back. You, you, yeah. you yeah. know better. You are using your platform as somebody who has all these followers to spew this garbage. Nope, I'm not holding back on you. Now, if you're a regular person with a thousand followers or 500 followers, and you're not, you're not phrasing it as hatred but you're you're asking genuine questions i'll take the time to to try and answer as best i can Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but i and that and that's honestly that's the biggest problem i have on social media with trump supporters i have had i have and i've put it out several times if you are a trump supporter and you can sit down and have a civil discussion with me about why you are a Trump supporter without resorting to name calling or anything like that within the first, like three sentences, I would love to have that discussion with you because I genuinely want to get inside your head and understand why you support this piece of shit. I really do. But I have <laughs> but yet then you to have
0: understand. anyone
1: <laughs> take me up on it. Like there has been nobody. It has been crickets the entire time
0: now i 'm a firm believer that we need both people to bring about this change that we 're talking I about I think that men I think that men should be feminists. Mm-hmm. I think that white people should be you know anti white supremacy, but I think that even with all of our PTSD for our own sake women Black people, whoever, whatever the underdog is in the particular conversation, because it goes across many, many conversations, because sometimes the underdog we're talking about is a white, hetero, cis male, but he's the underdog because he's autistic or whatever. Right. And I believe that we need both sides. I believe, though, that, you know, People like me need to take the high road. Not because someone else is going to tell me to get over it or suck it up. You don't have the right to do that. But for my own sanity and health, just like why we don't own guns is why I'm taking the high road. So it oh it burns me up <laughs> when I'm trying to walk in love and peace and take the high road. And some lady is trying to tell me that I'm uneducated. I'm like, I shouldn't have to tell you my history for you to know that I know my history probably better than you do. But <laughs> what people don't realize is Even though you're fighting against, you know, this racism and you're fighting against this white supremacy, you're actually perpetuating it by disrespecting me and assuming that I don't know what my own mind is supposed to think or I'm not. Exactly. Exactly that's the part that gets under my skin. I'm like, why do I have to argue with you to get my point across? If you're defending me, I don't know. And, and you and I had the best conversation on Twitter. And a lot of people are like, Oh, well, it's hard when it's in text. No, it's hard because you're an idiot. That conversation you and I had was perfect. Mm -hmm. And I love that we did it in public because I want people to see what you have to say and what I have to say, because we need both of those sides, because if all the black people and all the women and all the disabled people are just angry, then where are we going to get to? Nowhere, nowhere, nowhere. And if all of, you know, and if all the white people are just remaining silent, where are we going to get to? Nowhere. So it's, it's that balance, I believe that's really going to bring about change.
1: And here's, here's, here's the other thing I want to add to that. That's what the people in power want. They want us to fight each other. Because then we're not ganging up to fight them. That's right. And that's why we need to stop all of this. Uh, You know, you, Mm -hmm. you, you, the Trump supporters that are in the coal mines of Kentucky that uh, have known no other life and are listening to these, these politicians tell you what to think. You've got to stop. You've got to stop and think for yourself and realize Mm -hmm. that, They're, you know, and I shouldn't say coal miners because coal miners actually make good money, but the, you know, the poor person living in a trailer park in Kentucky, let's let's go with that. um, That's, you know, barely hanging on financially because you don't have a great job and you've got all these bills that have to be paid. You've got to realize that's the way your politicians right now, your especially on the Republican side, want to keep you that way. Because when you're that way Or what about the rich guy? Yeah, when you're that way Who's not racist when they keep you that way, you are more worried about trying to survive the next day than you're worried about getting them the hell out of power.
0: That's right. Same thing with the rich guy who's you're totally not a racist. And this is your whole platform. You're not a racist and you're not. You're a great guy, but you're rich and you care more about your money than you do about the next man. That is a huge issue in that ball of wax that you're talking about. Exactly. We've got to care about our fellow. And again, I
1: have to go back to you're freaking stupid because the more people that have money to spend, the more money you're likely
0: to make. That's
1: right. So you're That's shooting right. yourself. So, so,
0: so did you watch The Apprentice, Brian? Were, were, did you okay. watch that show? Were you a fan of it? <laughs> okay, so I, a, I used to talk about him back I then. I was a
1: teenager in the late 80s. And even back then, I knew that Donald Trump was a human pile of shit. So no, I did. I did not watch The Apprentice. I, wa- I wanted nothing to do with that show. I, I have hated that man for decades.
0: I feel like we are watching The Apprentice play out in real yeah. life. I f- that's why I don't get Ooh, into I the mean- conversation, because my thing is, I'm like, y'all watched him on the news every night, and, I mean, on the TV every night on The Apprentice. It was even like a hashtag. Yeah. Everybody's like, ha, 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 you're fired, as though that's something to laugh about. It was disgusting to me then. Yeah. So now I'm looking at people like, that's what y'all get. Yeah. Like, why is it okay to have this person on your TV screen every yeah. night? But now he's a president, and you want to act like you're all in an uproar. Uh-uh. No. no. Stop. Grand, grand, aggrandizing celebrities. Stop acting like celebrities are gods. That's yep. not cool.
1: Exactly. And and also, and this is some, something else people don't realize about politics and politicians. We as taxpayers, those politicians are our employees. They work for us. They do not lead us. Well, they lead us, but they do not rule us. They work for us. They represent us. And if they're not doing their job, get them out. Get somebody in there who will.
0: Less tweety, more voting. Exactly. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Spend less time
0: ranting and raving about it and more time getting involved and doing something. If
1: they are not doing what you put them in office or what you elected them into office to do, get them out the next election cycle yeah exactly you know if 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 politician a promised you in his campaign that your paycheck was going to increase a hundredfold and he gets into office you elect him into office because you want that bigger paycheck and you wind up getting a lesser paycheck get him out he did not do what he is telling you he's going to do get him out and
0: Get and you might in. want to care about a little bit more than just your paycheck increase.
1: Right, well, yeah, I understand that, but I'm saying for the people that vote because you know they're listening to the politicians talk about, I how know much a money lot of in. them.
0: Yeah. First of all, yeah, yeah, I know a lot of them who do.
1: <clears> so.
0: And I'm like, mm, I'm like, that was your reason for voting. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, that's why you got the rest of this crap. Well, you got is because all you cared about. That's
1: really that's all part of the you know. problem is all the people who are. You know, what's in it for me? What am I going to get out of it?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you mm-hmm. might not get yep. nothing,
1: but how about that? Your next-door neighbor might get something and he might be happier and um, and you don't lose anything.
0: Right, exactly. Exactly. Imagine that as a concept. Imagine imagine you don't get anything. Imagine nothing in your life changes, but your fellow man's life might just be a little bit better. Imagine that as a concept.
1: Exactly. You know, and and for the longest time, honestly, that was my. I mean, honestly, that's my whole problem with this. This screaming about, you know, you know, oh, you know, the, the gay marriage and blah blah blah, and and you know, women getting equal paychecks and and this that and the other. Dude, you're not losing anything out of this. So why are you upset that somebody else is getting what exactly what you already
0: have? Right. Like, like, why would you take it upon yourself? You work in an office where your job is to sign marriage certificates. Why would you take it upon yourself to assert your religiosity over some random strangers that you don't know from Adam and stop them from getting married? What on earth in the name of God? And I say in the name of God, because you claim for it to be about religion. What in God's name would possess you to do something so evil, hateful and heartless?
1: Exactly. Exactly. And I guarantee you that the God that you claim to worship
0: is not co-signing on that shit. Come on. <laughs> wow. Brian is an amazing guy and he has some very, very passionate um, opinions about um, humanity and treating others fairly. And uh, after the break, we're going to hear more from Brian and his perspective on uh, social corporate excuse me corporate responsibility and inclusion and his uh black ptsd yes that's a thing but you haven't really heard it until you've heard it from someone white's perspective and he is schooling white folk y'all he is a firm believer that you should keep your mouth shut if you don't know what you're talking about but he can absolutely speak from a white perspective on how we can help heal um, this world and what His part is to play. So definitely continue to listen and send us some questions if you have them. Brian is going to continue to um, answer questions and we're going to have him back really soon. So we'll be back with more from Brian Cutter after the break.
1: Please understand, I am not coming from a place of knowledge on this. Uh, I'm obviously not black. I did not grow up black. I don't know what I don't know directly what it is like to to be a black person in America today. But I have heard a lot of stories from black people. And I I do believe that there are a lot of black people and, and and I kind of understand why I, I don't, I'm not saying it's right, but I understand where it comes from that have kind of a, a collective PTSD, from just being black. I mean, you see stories in the news all the time about, you know, police officers that are called to a scene of somebody being black in public. And it's fucking 2019 people come the fuck on. Uh, you know, there was a, there was a story a couple of years back that floored me um, about, and I can't remember uh, his name or what it was. He was producing. It was producing a television show at a time. We're talking LA producer, producing a television show, was held by police for four hours in handcuffs. He was sitting, They sat him on the curb of a, a street corner in the hot sun for four hours, didn't give him any water or anything like that, because he matched the description of a, an armed robbery suspect. And the description they got was black male. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, I, me personally, if I were a law enforcement officer, I could not operate under that description. I would need something more to go on, like clothing, uh, height, anything. But the only description- they got.
0: Oh, they do that one too. They do that one too. Black male with white t-shirt and blue jeans.
1: Right. <laughs> so, you know, you can't, as a police officer, in good conscience, operate off of that broad a description because it's ridiculous. Um, And I just, I I understand where black people are coming from that coming from with that is, you know, it is, it is almost like it is illegal to be black in public right now. And that's ridiculous. That's utterly ridiculous. You can't, you can't profile people like that. you, You can't, you know, and, and that's not even talking about all of the the police shootings that have happened. Tamir Rice and, uh, uh, oh, God, Freddie Gray. I, you, you can't treat people like that. You can't treat anybody like that. And you especially can't treat them like that because they have a darker skin color than you. That is stupid, and I fucking hate it. And I could go on and on about it.
0: So this is an issue of PTSD, you're saying. So then the question <laughs> becomes... I, and I have this amazing friend. I'm going to go ahead and shout him out now. His name is Jason Brower. He's been following mm-hmm. me for years. And I'm so I'm so fortunate to have people like y'all in my network because you help keep the conversation going and you help me to help people to see what can we yeah. do? Because that's ultimately the question. If you're not a dirtbag on mm-hmm. one side or the other, then you should care about yeah, what exactly. you can do to make a change, right? So what do you say? what do you say to the white male that was incarcerated for a crime he didn't commit for 38 years on death row, okay? And is still on probation, even though there's DNA proof that he didn't do it. What do you say to the young white girl who also has PTSD because she was in an abusive relationship and is on set, but because some angry black woman just wants to assert herself over her, and she's the hairdresser and she's got this PTSD, she's making the little white girl cry because she went outside and her hair got, you know, humid. What do you say to mm-hmm. those people? Because now we're perpetuating that PTSD yeah. and it's becoming sort of a vicious cycle. So now you have people who feel like they're justified because they were wrong, wronging others and so on and so on and so on. So my first question is, what would you say to a Jason Brower? Because he wants to <clears throat> help bring about change. And he is a country fishing, gun toting, like the extreme Example of what you wouldn't think would be in this right. conversation with us, and then what do you also say to the angry hairdresser who's being nasty to a white lady who's totally innocent? So I want to know what you say to those, both of those people oh, to help bring about that change. is a
1: good question. Um, I think the first the first thing that you have to realize as a white as a white person is you have to you have to stop and take a breath. You really have to stop and take a breath, and you have to realize where it's coming from. That it's not necessarily directed at you, but it's directed at a situation that people that look like you have caused. Um, There's been, I got to be honest with you, there have been several discussions on Twitter where I've had to stop and take a breath when angry black people are talking about a situation and start saying shit about white people, I have to take a breath and go, okay, they are not talking about me. And once I realize that, once I realize they're not angry at me, I can continue with, okay, they're angry at the white people that have caused this. And i happen to have the same skin color now a lot of people a lot of a lot of people in the white community will say well that's racism too no it's not racism is a systemic problem it's bigotry it's prejudice but it's not racism Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. and
1: so you have to realize those first of all you have to you definitely have to realize that racism Racism is a systemic problem. Racism is what built this country and it continues to operate on racism. Mm -hmm. This country was set up so that white males, I'm sorry, hetero, cis white males could succeed on the backs of everybody else.
0: And hetero cis is relative because, yeah, we are not even going to get into
1: that. Well, I'm I'm just (laughs) going to be I'm trying to include everybody here because it it really the whole the whole way this country was built was to. Perpetuate the power to build and perpetuate the power of white cis hetero males. Now, we are working on slowly changing that. um, Because there are a lot of us cis hetero white males like myself who realize that that old saying that when you elevate the least of us, you, you elevate all of us. And, mm-hmm. and that's what I, I honestly don't understand about a lot of, a lot of heads of corporations who, who want to perpetuate this. Well, I get all the money and all the power. Yeah.
0: But if,
1: if, if your guy in your company who, who mops the floors and dumps the trash every night in your corporate headquarters. If you pay him a living wage and he can afford more stuff, some of that stuff he can afford is some of the stuff that you make. So you're going to get more money because now you have a broader customer base. Right. So you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot here.
0: And that's the right. same
1: thing. That's the same thing with racism. I mean, like, again, going back to the Apollo missions, they were like, oh, you are three black women that are really incredibly talented at this. We need you. We don't care what you look like. We don't care what you have between your legs. What we care about is what you have in your brain. And because of that, we were able to achieve things that we could not have achieved otherwise as, as a society, as a country, and as a, as a species. And that's, that's where I think a lot of people are fucking up when they, when they have prejudices against people of color is you're not realizing the talent base that you are ignoring or shooting down that could help you achieve your goals and your dreams.
0: Now, equally, what do you say to the person of color? And the reason I ask you this, I know you're not black, Brian, I know, but I'm asking you this for a reason because what... <laughs> because it, it it pains me to see someone who thinks that they're gonna go out and be angry and bitter, they're too shooting themselves in the foot. Right. So what what how do you speak to that person and to help them, you know, a lot of them ain't gonna listen to you, but you, whatever. What do you say to those people that are, you know, you've already sympathized, empathized, right. you know, compassion for them and all that? We know it's PTSD, wah, wah, wah. But meanwhile, you're walking you're abusing somebody someone and she happens to be white but she didn't have no slaves matter of fact she's not old enough to and she's innocently here doing her job trying to respect you and you're disrespecting her just because of your ptsd and whatever else and
1: you know and that's that's exactly what that's exactly one of the reasons why i want to build the studio the way i want it is to avoid that um but as far as what do i say to that young girl all i can do is give her my best advice which is to to look at that woman, look her in the eye and say, ma'am, I'm sorry. I'm not the one who did this. I don't know why you're angry, but I didn't cause this. And I'm very confused and hurt that you are taking out your frustrations on me. And I think as soon as that's some good word right there, I think as soon as with a majority of people, that I have run into like that. And I've said something along those lines. It it caused that it really, you can literally see them like, like blink and immediately their, their attitude shifts. Um, now there's always going to be that one person that is going to just jump all over you no matter what you do or say. Um, my best advice at that point um you go to their as much as i hate to say you go to their super, whoever whoever is in charge of you or whoever is in charge of them say look well, well actually to be honest with you i would i would speak to them first if they continued their abuse after i said that i would look them at, dead in the eye and say listen i don't know what your issue is but i am not going to take this abuse from you i'm not required to and i don't accept it so either knock it off or i'm going to go to a hairdresser that is not going to treat me like this. Mm-hmm. And that's my, honestly, that's my advice for everybody. It doesn't matter what reason somebody has for abusing you. I would say, I would start with that. And if that doesn't shift them, then you got to go to somebody else and say, look, this person is being incredibly abusive and I'm not going to take it. Um, and if it comes to it, I mean, I'm sorry to say it, if it comes down to it, if you're not getting help at that point from from the other person, from somebody else, then you got to walk off that set.
0: Yep. And, and that's that's it. You, you address it, you take it up the chain, exactly. and you walk away when you can walk exactly. away. Yep, I agree and, 100%. And
1: you have to... You have to have enough value in yourself to say, look, this is this is not me. This is I did not cause this. And. And, and just say, you know, what? I got to let this production go. I mean, and you, you also have to realize. As an actor, as an artist. Walking off the set like that, while it's a it is a huge risk, it is not going to define your career. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there are always other opportunities just go for the other opportunities and fortunately in my experience i have not had that i have not had that experience every one of my experiences has been a really wonderful experience and i've worked with people who were incredibly professional um we even had i even had a little disagreement on the set of um um Legends and Lies, where I accidentally insulted somebody with a joke that I, that I told that I, I thought I was being funny. But as soon as I said it, I'm like, oh, that did not come out the way it sounded. in my head, And I apologized. I immediately apologized. I said, I'm very sorry. That sounded a lot funnier in my head. I meant it as a joke. And I realized as soon as I said it, it was incredibly offensive. And I am sorry. And that was it. That was the end of it.
0: And And see, if that were me, I would laugh. I would laugh. But some people wouldn't. I would laugh at you for how you explained it. But some people wouldn't. Some people, that's the point where they would go on a tirade about systemic racism. And the fact that you said that to me is gold because acknowledging, yes, I just said there's systemic racism. That means sometimes I might be an idiot and say the wrong thing. Just check me on it. It'll be okay. Exactly.
1: And I, I do my best. I do my best to police myself. But I am human. I make mistakes. Yep. The biggest thing that you yep. can do when you make a mistake is to own up to it.
0: Yep. I agree. And, I am and, so seriously. This again, is
1: that's going back to my studio. Those are the kind of people I want working for me. I want people who will own up to their mistakes because I can trust them.
0: And if we don't make mistakes, how are others ever going to learn from our experiences? Right,
1: exactly. And, and and like honestly, as we're on
0: this road of shifting with gender and, um, you know, disabilities and race and all of this, it's going to take people saying things that are inappropriate for the other person to school them and say, you know, we really don't like being called Hispanic or Oriental is not really to describe people or right. colored is not what you or well, all these different things. Right. We don't know if we don't have the discussions.
1: Right, exactly. And and the other thing, too, is as a white person, you have to, when somebody breaks that down for you, you can't take it personally. You can't be offended that they are breaking this down to you. You have to take it as a learning experience. You know what? Thank you. I did not know this before. Thank you for taking the time to explain it to me.
0: Yep. You might feel stupid for a minute and your ego might be bruised a little bit because you thought you had it all together, but that's part of life and being human.
1: Exactly, exactly. Exactly. Um, my ego has been my ego has been bruised many times it's been broken before uh it's still here (laughs) um you know and and that's that's the biggest thing about about white people and the and the other thing too about white people and i see this shit on twitter all the time white people discussing what racism is it's like no no y'all y'all need to let the black people lead this discussion
0: Ooh, I told y'all, he had a lot to say on the matter, and we are talking about corporate responsibility. And Brian speaks from a perspective of not only being an actor and a filmmaker, but also from being a veteran. So he's seen a lot. He's been there and done that. And so after the break, Brian's going to talk more about um, his perspective on how you can handle these situations, what to do when you're faced with them, and also, too, from his own imperfections. You know, Even though he has very strong opinions about the matter, he doesn't claim to be perfect. T- shares a story about having put his foot in his own mouth and how you should handle that. Um, and, and it's all about us coming together and continuing the conversation. So I'm very excited to, to be able to do that with Brian cutter. Um, stick with us. We'll be back with more after the break. And, um, if you haven't already checked out the previous episodes, be sure to do that. Please do share, um, click like, let someone know, uh, go support Brian, watch his movies. And, um, You know, just, you know, follow his career because he's going to do some big things. Very excited to share more with you from Brian Cutter. And we'll be right back after the break. I love it, Brian. It was such a pleasure talking to you today. I cannot wait. I want to
1: leave you with that funny story I promised you. Okay. OK, so uh, we were talking about you. You had gotten the um, the one role because you were a veteran. Right. So I actually went in for an audition one time where they were looking for a military veteran or, or active duty military. And I was at the time and I walked into the audition room and the director or the casting director took one look at me and said, no, you're not you're not going to work. I said, well, wh- OK, what's what is it that you're looking for? And they said, well, we're looking for somebody who fits your general description, but you just don't look military. Ooh. I'm like, so I literally pulled my cat card out of my pocket, slapped it on the table in front of him. And I said, do I look military now? And he just looked at me like he, I like deer in the headlights. And I'm like, what do you think military people look like, dude? They look like people.
0: But I understand that there's this thing where in film there's what's actually historic, right. and then there's the fairy tale version of what we want to portray it. To right. Um,
1: and and yes, I, I kind of have run into that. Um, the only thing that I can do uh, when when I'm not running the production, and 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 this is a big thing when you're not running the production, you cannot even though you are the subject matter expert, you might be a subject matter expert. You can't make demands. It's not your project. It's not your film. They're going to, they're going to do what they want to do. And if you, you know, if you rock the boat too much, they're just going to get rid of you and replace you with somebody else and still do it the way they want to do. So the best thing that the best advice I can say is walk up to somebody and say, Hey, listen, I happen to know a little something about this, and I just wanted to make a suggestion if you wouldn't mind. And as soon as they say go ahead, you're free. You're free to say, okay, well, normally we do this, this, and this. <clears throat> and, if they, and, and the second half of that is if they don't take your suggestion, if they still do it the way you want to do, you can't take it personally. You've done your best.
0: Did you guys hear that? All, all my background friends, did you guys hear that? When you go on set and you're a background actor, don't be a pre-Madonna. Right,
1: exactly. Don't, you know, even if you're a lead actor, don't be a freaking pre-Madonna. Shut up.
0: You're to work. work. <laughs> Unless your name is Madonna, don't be a pre-Madonna. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, you know, seriously, you're there. That's your job. Uh, you know, would you go to work, you know, in a, in a cubicle and – you know, doing data entry or whatever and think, well, I'm the best data entry person in the world. So I demand that you bring me coffee and you bring me bonbons. And no, you don't do that. That acting is a job. It is a job just like any other job. You go to work to work. And I, I, I got to be honest with you. I have heard of these prima donna actors who are like, that. Who are like, Oh, don't look them in the eye and don't do this and do that. Shut up, dude. He's a
0: look him in the eye. Am I going to turn to stone if I look him in the eye? (laughs) He takes a shit and wipes
1: his ass the same way I do. Shut up. He's no better than he's no better a human being than I am. Um, And I've I've actually, you know, I've heard of I haven't I haven't encountered that directly on set, but I've talked with people who have. And I'm just like, I, I don't. I don't understand that mentality. First of all, unless, unless the other person is a celebrity, I don't know half the people who are on set. I don't know what their position is. I don't know what their job. I walked up to the director one time, didn't know it was the director because he was fiddling with the camera. I thought he was the DP or or, the camera operator. And I said, Hey, could, could I bend your ear for a quick minute? And he goes, sure, I'm working on this right now, but I'm, I'm listening. I said, okay, uh, I just wanted to point out, you know, I'm military and normally in a, in a you know, in a, a tactical situation, this is what we would actually do. And I just wanted to bring that to your awareness, you know, if you were going for realism here. And he said, okay, thank you. That's, that's great. Actually, I do want to use that. And I, and then, you know, the, I walked back to my place and you know, they did, they did change the scene, but I didn't realize at the time until he called action. I didn't realize he was the director. You know, there's the first, That's first awesome. take I, had I, been in. I was like, Oh shit. That was the director. Okay, cool.
0: <laughs> so they did let you be in the scene where the guy told you that you didn't look military enough. They did. They let did, you be in that. Was, movie. This
1: was a different one. I honestly, um, that irritated the shit out of me and I didn't kind of hold back. So no, I did not get that part. Yeah. And I'm sure that directed-
0: I, I declined to go back for one of the ones that I did, too, because um, I just couldn't take how they were portraying the female. I just couldn't yeah. take it with her ponytail hanging all down her back and her skin tight uh, BDUs. And I just couldn't take it. I couldn't blame
1: you for that. I, I cannot blame you for that at all. I, I totally understand where you're coming from with that. And I, you know, I wasn't there, so I don't know the whole situation. But, you know, you, you have to do what you have to do for you.
0: Um, Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what you said is such a great point. You know, do not trade your peace of mind, your safety. Don't trade abuse for having an opportunity. Exactly. There will be others. And you said that earlier. And that's such a great point that I really want to leave everyone with. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's your passion, your dream in life. Do not trade your safety, your peace of mind, your freedom for an opportunity. And then, you know, down the road, if you feel if you feel uncomfortable, if you feel like it's not a good idea, don't do it.
1: Yep exactly and also i'm gonna gonna leave everybody with this piece of advice too because it ties in directly with what i'm doing building a studio if you don't like the roles that you are finding that you're getting called in for don't wait for a role write one create Uh one make it yourself build your own studio the way you want to make the films that you want to make or write the novels that you want to write don't wait for somebody else to do it because chances are you have a unique vision and it's not going to happen unless you do it
0: so, in other words, I have to stop telling people that Hidden Figures is the first movie I've ever seen where they actually portrayed somebody that that I could relate to. I actually have to do something about it. Is that what you're trying to tell me?
1: Um, kind of, kind of, sort of, yeah. I mean, if you're not if you're not going in for black female roles that you are comfortable with, then yes, create the roles that you want to be comfortable with. Create them the way you want to create them.
0: That's a good word, brother. Thank you. That's a good word. Thank you. Well, I appreciate you so much. And I know my audience is going to love this interview. I'm going to tag Brian all over the place, his IMDB and all that, so y'all can follow him and keep up with his projects. Please send him a message and thank him and let him know how much you all appreciate all the wisdom that he shared. And we'll have him on again soon. Cool. Thank you, Brian. Looking
1: forward to being on again. This was a great experience. I enjoyed talking to you. you.
0: Thank you so much. No problem. Well, if you didn't know it, uh, black PTSD is a thing and white folk don't have no business talking about what is and is not prejudice. There you have it from Brian Cutter. (laughs) That's a nutshell, but you guys, he shared so much with us and it was so valuable. I appreciate his perspective so much. And it, you know, if you listen to me at all, you know, that the only way that we're going to come about Uh, come to a point of real change, just to listen to other people's perspectives. So I'm so honored to have had Brian on, sharing with his wisdom with us, sharing a little bit about some of the projects he's going to be doing. very exciting that um, the director that he spoke about, we're going to be interviewing him over the next few weeks as part of this series. i very excited to share that with you, um, and I'll give you a little bit more details coming up soon. But, um, you know, this is a, going to be a very exciting journey, and uh, I, Brian is just the beginning. Um, we are going to be speaking with... Uh, Danny Deuce, who is Daniel Chapman on um, on Amazon, he wrote uh, a couple of books that you may have seen me do reviews for. Um, Teach a Girl to Fish and Can You Find a Four-Leaf Clover. We're going to be talking about um, being on the spectrum and finding balance as a writer on our Lifestyle Show. And then we'll also um, have Brian chime in on that discussion as well because we got some questions about it. And since all three of us are on the spectrum, Won't that be a lot of fun? So I look forward to talking with you again uh, later in the week. I hope you have enjoyed this amazing um, interview with Brian Cutter. Cutter, I'm so appreciative for his insight. And please do give Brian a shout out. Let him know you enjoyed it as well. And thank him for all of the wisdom and for his openness and sharing. And we'll be back to talk more. If you haven't listened to the previous episodes, go ahead and do that. If you'd like to be a supporter, you can do that on Anchor. If you're listening from Spotify or iTunes or wherever you're listening from, whatever platform or wherever in the world, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Living Sugar-Free Lifestyle Show, Andrea in the Morning. I am your host, Andrea Raquel, the Social Entrepreneur and Sugar-Free Coach. And this is our writing series, so if you're interested, if you know someone, be sure to send us a shout out we've got a post going around on social media you can tag and and let us know that you're interested in participating and maybe someone will tag you to go next Um, if you haven't gotten the book living sugar free reveal be sure to do that you just missed a a free ebook promo and the reviews are coming in and hey apparently I actually did a pretty good job so um, I'm very proud and pleased of the feedback that I've gotten about that so if you haven't gotten your copy yet be sure to do that Um, and I look forward to talking to you all again soon. Today is hump day shift. So if the week is not going so good for you, now's the chance to shake it off, shake it up and keep it moving. You can be the change. You can be the change that you expect to be in the world. And a positive uh, mental shift is just the thing you need to change how the week's going. Even if some Devastating situations are going on, even if life is dealing you lemons, you know, you can make lemonade, even if it seems horrible, this too shall pass. Um, And I love you all. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Have a great week.